0: Rick Jensen, on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. How often have you heard, especially about the city of Wilmington, man, they're just so corrupt. Look at how they just, just abuse people. A couple years ago, Carol Arnott Robbins was on this program, and she was fighting parking ticket that was illegitimate. So what happened after that is so the city of Wilmington issued a number of uh, reforms for parking, ticketing, towing, appeals and payment and stuff like that. I mean, your car gets towed, and the city towing company has a contract wherein they get no money. They get to keep the cars that are unclaimed after 30 days. A friend of mine has a nephew that's doing that in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, 25 minutes away from this radio station... And apparently, their corruption has infected Wilmington as well. Philadelphia is so corrupt when it comes to towing and parking and ticketing that there's been a successful cable TV show about it. So what happens? It's such a, it's such a pain. You go to a city office, you've got to pay fines of the city building. You go to the police, and they do a background check on you. A background check. I just want to get my car. I do a background check. Then you go to city towing afterwards. And and get the car. It's beyond Newport. And you have, you have to have your receipts, your documents. But check this out. Because of the pandemic, it's about COVID. Because of COVID. City Towing Company got a no-bid renewal on their contract. Why? Well, because of COVID. You know. Whereas the city publicly advertised the specifications for the contracts, uh, towing and impounding. They awarded this contract, whereas the contract's term was December 2019 to November 2020, whereas the CDC designated the coronavirus disease as a serious public health threat, whereas the governor of the state of Delaware declared a state of emergency, whereas the mayor declared a state of emergency, blah, 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 blah. And so they said, whereas, because the emergency declarations... Uh, the city stopped booting and towing vehicles for the majority of the calendar year. Oh, okay. Did they now? No towing. Because the city's aforementioned actions, the contractor did not have the opportunity to perform under the contract for the majority of the calendar year. Oh, they, they couldn't tow any cars. Now, booting, I don't know yet. I could go ask the city, but I don't know if I trust their answer. Had to probably get information on on that from the Freedom of Information Act, but let's just talk about the towing company here, okay? So if you go through the towing company numbers, man, they made no money in 2020 uh, because of of COVID, right? So let's see, the 2019 car towing release fees, 54,473 bucks. That's 2,028 releases fees being paid. 15 of those were over 25 bucks. That was 2019. So 2020, they made no money, which is why they got a no-bid renewal of the contract. Now, what's the definition of no money? The definition of no money is about $1,000 more in tow release fees than they made in 2019 uh, with fewer release fees paid. Yes, about, uh, let's see, maybe about 50, (laughs) fewer. 20 of those release fees over 25 bucks. 2020, they brought in 55251 bucks in towing release fees because they made no money, which, again, is eh, about, what, 800 bucks or so more than the year before. And they had 1,976 release fees paid because they made no money in 2020, and that's why they had to have a no-bid contract. Really, um, who knows who? Who's a friend of who? Someone dating somebody? What's the deal here? You know these are all legitimate questions. Why would they do that? You could put it out to bid online. Sure you could, but they didn't. In addition to that, now we're getting more and more complaints about towing and fine abuse. Most people don't even fight it. Why? Here's 25 bucks here's 50 bucks on a fine. I just want to get my car. But then some people actually fight it. And when I say some people, Here's one of them. It's Aaron. Hello, Aaron.
1: Good morning, Rick. How are you?
0: Um, well, I hope you are too. I am. Thank you. All right. So I mentioned uh, Carol Arnott Robbins. Isn't it true <laughs> that you're related to her in some way?
1: Yes, Carol is my mother.
0: And and she fought the city and she won, basically, right? She did. Yeah. Yeah. So now something has happened to you. You suspect the city and or towing company. Uh, know of the relationship. So let's just start from where you live and why they should not be towing cars where you live in the first place.
1: Sure. So I live in the 1900 block of Baynard Boulevard. Um, and on my side of the street, which is the outbound route towards Concord up to 95, there's outside of COVID times, a time restriction of no parking on the side of Baynard from 4 to 6 p.m. From 7 to 9 a.m. on the opposite side going into the city um, is a restriction, 7 to 9 a.m. Now, that being said, on on all of Baynard Boulevard between 18th and Concord Avenue, the only residents who are impacted by those time restrictions are those of us on the 1900 block of Baynard Boulevard. That is because we are the only block who does not have any off-street private parking or driveways. So nobody else is impacted by this to begin with. Uh, now, as we all know, when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, Mayor perziki issued an immediate suspension of all ticketing as well as the booting and towing. But all ticketing was suspended. Um, in July of 2020, Mayor perziki issued an update uh, that they w- were to reinforce the time restrictions and metered um, Uh, enforcement in the downtown business districts and the riverfront, and that all residential permit districts continue to be suspended for ticketing.
0: Pretty straightforward, correct? Correct. You're in a residential area. In fact, if you take a look at uh, at the city maps online, which I did, it shows Mm -hmm. that you live in a residential, not a business district.
1: Correct. So, um, Now, let's fast forward a little bit to October of 2020. On October 8th, to be specific, I came out of my residence, and I have been parking out front of my home during this entire period. So, for about a period of seven and a half months, I parked out front of my home, including the 4 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, with no tickets and no concerns of ticketing because I'm following what the mayor has issued. I have a ticket on my windshield. And it's for violating the no stopping between 4 and 6 p.m. I think, okay, well, this is obviously a mistake. I I double-checked to make sure there have been no updates on the government website. There are no articles published. Nothing has changed. So it's clearly a mistake. Um, So I've dealt with somebody in the Office of Civil Appeals in the past actually disputing five tickets this same officer issued to me that were illegitimate in 2019. All of those were dismissed. Um, And so I sent a very nice email and just kind of said, hey, this must be a mistake. I obviously am in a residential area. Mayor Perzicki put out this notice. What's going on? Can we get this taken care of? So the employee with whom I I was speaking, she and I have a very nice conversation. She was very helpful. She agreed. Yes, you live in a residential area. We are not ticketing. Um, I'm not sure why this was done, but I will have the ticket wait. She immediately dismissed the ticket and acknowledged that it was an illegitimate issue. I thought we were fine from that point forward, and so I continue to park out front of my home, and then less than a month later, I on 11, 4, 5, and 6, back-to-back, I'm ticketed um, for violating the 4 to 6 p.m., and conveniently, this officer is pulling up right at 4 o'clock and hitting any of us on the block— without any sort of a a time window. So at this point, I'm pretty livid. And so I sent a very frustrated email to several city officials um, and asked for an explanation as to why we are now being ticketed with no sort of communication, no justification. We live in a residential area. What is going on? Um, I get a couple of very vague acknowledgment emails from Jennifer Prado, uh, more so just asking me if anybody has responded. To which I said no. Um, and as I continue to send more and more emails, I then realize nobody's going to nobody's going to discuss this with me. So I submitted a FOIA request of my own. So on November 10th, I submitted a FOIA request. Um, asking the city to provide a detailed report of every single ticket that was issued on Baynard Boulevard between 18th and Concord Avenue for the, from the period of beginning 2020 until the date of my request on 11/10, And I was confident that the results of that report would prove exactly what I was arguing, that there had been no ticketing during the pandemic because we are in a residential area. While I was waiting for this, I did make some comments in email to city officials reminding them that my mother was part of the process in 2019 exposing the city for illegitimate ticketing and unethical practices. And if they would really like to go down this path again, we can go with another public exposure. I don't think that they appreciated my comments. Um, I then got a call from John Brago on uh, November 25th. Um, and john knows me we've had plenty of very nice conversations it's never been anything um of an argument until this day and so john wants to know what can we do to just make this go away and and get it taken care of and i said well you can first explain to me why we're getting ticketed and you can waive my tickets and all of my neighbors in the 1900 block of Baynard."
0: right and by the way that's that's a fair enough request that's that's not outrageous i mean you know, because I'm the kind of guy who would say, new car. I, I want a new car, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes.
1: I, I think I was being pretty reasonable. You I were. want an explanation yeah. and I want these tickets waived. And I was speaking for myself and for my neighbors. And like you said, a lot of people just roll over and pay the fine because it's 25, 40, 50. I don't want to deal with fighting the city. And how can I fight? The government
0: right it's exactly we, ex- we, we accept this and when I say corruption it, it is corruption because
1: Absolutely. we're
0: given rules we follow the rules and they say oh guess what we have different rules now pay us money this it's all about revenue generating in my opinion uh, and apparently yeah. apparently also uh, the opinion of the Institute for Justice ladies and gentlemen they have brought in this uh, incredibly successful and well-known Washington DC team as I recall Uh, They're also the organization that that helped uh, my friend Ed Osborne against the city when they were violating the spirit, uh, and I would say even the law, uh, in enforcing businesses uh, to move. But let's move on. I just want to make sure that people know that the Institutes for Justice is involved in this as well, which makes it a huge scandal. So please, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you are correct. They are involved, and in the, the uh, individual with whom um, as representing is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so John's response to me first as to the justification is that the city consider, considers um, Boehner Boulevard from Concord uh, down to 18th part of the business district, and I laughed, and I said, John, let's get real this is a residential area it is part of the historic district it is all residential and john knows this because let's hear this one he lived at 1901 baynard boulevard for what i believe was about 20 years (laughs) so the street from my house
0: yeah so he knows it's not business district
1: he does know it's not a business district and here's here's a little added tidbit about uh where john lived he did not have to deal with these parking issues because he has had a two-car garage on the back side of his house, which is on the 19th Street side, with enough room to park two vehicles in a garage and two vehicles in a driveway. He has never had to deal with these problems even when he lived here.
0: And being on the other so, side of Baynard Boulevard, you have to deal with this as well. So anyway, you're talking with John, mm-hmm. you're saying, just forgive all these tickets. Uh, let, let's let move forward and and make sure it doesn't happen again. What was his reaction?
1: Right. He is not willing to say it won't happen again. He is saying that this is a business district and that they are enforcing the tickets moving forward and that we are not to park out front of our homes during the, the time restriction of 4 to 6 to 8 p.m. And I said... Explain to me, justify to me, and prove to me how this is a, res, a, a business district. He doesn't have anything other than his statement of it is a main thoroughfare from 95 into Center City, and so I think I gave a very fair offer. I will go. And knock on the door of every single resident on Baynard Boulevard between 18th and Concord, and I will invite everybody to a community meeting, and I'm sure we can hold this at Hanover Church, and I'd like for you to represent the city and come in and tell all of us residents that you consider this a business district, and let's see how that goes over for you.
0: And uh, did, yeah, he, John, did he accept: Nope. He did not did accept not your good. ever so generous offer.
1: no he did not instead he said look i will waive the tickets if you agree that you will all stop parking in front of the houses um at from four to six no well what but if this is the only way he's going to waive tickets for now i'll tell you whatever you want but i'm not going to back down i'm going to continue to look into this because now i have found just like the word you have been using rick I have found some corruption going on, and I want to look into this more. So I said, fine, just waive the tickets. And he said that he would waive the tickets for all of us on the 1900 block. Mm -hmm. To this day, I have sent multiple emails about one of my neighbors giving their ticket numbers. They have not been waived. To this day in April, and these tickets were from October and November of 2020.
0: Wait, wait, wait. And, and, and I uh, they know were, about
1: the other neighbors. And
0: they said they would be waived, but they haven't been? Is that, is that true?
1: John Brago said that he would waive the tickets, those of us that were impacted. But he also said, I need to get all of um, everybody's ticket numbers. And I, I said, well, you have them. You guys issued the tickets. Why do I have to go door to door and get everybody's numbers? But I went door to door to try and tell everybody about the conversation I had and Ooh. what I was continuing to do. I did get this one family's tickets, and I've sent them in. They have not waived the ticket. So he did not actually fulfill what he said he would do.
0: And if you're wondering, you know? John Rego is the deputy chief of staff uh, for policy and communications for the mayor's office. So in doing all of this, you have discovered some uh, apparent corruption here. And it seems to me the Institute for Justice also agrees. I started a conversation saying, wait a second. Uh, how is it possible that the city of Wilmington can renew with no bids, no bids, the towing contract, when it says in all the whereas's here, it's coronavirus and there's no towing going on? Okay, it's coronavirus in 2020, there's no towing going on. However, they made a little bit more money in 2020 than it did in 2019 with just about the same number of release fees being paid. So all of a sudden, no work becomes over $55,000 worth of a no-bid contract. That seems like it's a bit of corruption. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. Um, And I've actually been the victim of that um, myself with uh, the towing fees. Specifically, about three years ago, uh, my vehicle was hit by a drunk driver out front of my home, um and the police towed my vehicle and they told me that i didn't have a choice that because my vehicle was inoperable even though it was not blocking any roadway it was still right out front of my house they um towed the vehicle and then i find out that i am now obviously the victim of a drunk driver but now i'm being victimized by the city because they won't release my vehicle to my insurance company Without me going in and uh, going to the Department of Finance in the city building, paying the twenty-five dollar fine or fee, well, we'll called a fine, uh, even though I'm the victim, uh-huh. they'll then give a release, and then I need to go over to the police station in person and let them do a background check on me before they will then give me the release to go out to the tow yard. So even though I was a victim. I well, sort of I, understand they they to, I, they, I understand why they have to. I
0: understand why I have to make sure that you are indeed the owner. But all these fees and everything is just absurd when you're a victim. Um, yep. So we know that it's uh, it's just not true that there was no towing in 2020 and they couldn't make any money. Again, 55 grand, uh, and the towing company gets to keep the car. They don't charge anything uh, to the city. They get to keep the car if it's unclaimed after 30 days. Now you got this company called Conduent. They do the booting and they do the collections. Well, uh, they got collections here of over fifty-five thousand, and they said there was no booting. Do you know if there was indeed booting done in to- in twenty twenty?
1: I'm not aware of any.
0: Yeah, uh, that's because it probably needs to be uh, a fo- another FOIA. Yeah, another FOIA, Freedom of Information. Uh, a- request. Uh, we got to get going here. This is not the last we're going to have on this program about this because there are many, many more people who've also been victimized. We're going to get them on the program as well, the attorney with the Institutes for Justice. Uh, you, look, it's Network Delaware, Institutes for Justice, AAA, the Latin American Community Center, the NAACP, Senate, Delaware Center for Justice, a number of other organizations. This is like, uh, well, like I said, it's, it's a number of organizations that are very angry. What happens next?
1: that's a good question. Um, I think it's a two-part issue. Um, The mayor's office has a letter from this morning from the coalition asking for answers and asking for this to um, begin the conversations um, to answer some of these issues and potentially expose everything. Um, On my side, mine is a little bit separate because it's a, a personal matter, but um, I continue to fight. Um, I've requested a court hearing, so I intend to fight my battle judicially. Um, I have evidence from the government website showing that the city themselves identify the business district in, in downtown, and my property is so far away that it is covered on, by the key on the district map. And I have the map showing that this is residential permit zone B. Um, so I, I have my, my ammo ready to go for battle. I understand. Like
0: oh, uh, I know we're running a little bit late here, but uh, are we running a little bit late, Randy? Randy's getting very con- concerned here. Um, you For the next time we have you on, we'll have you on again. You have evidence that you were targeted. And we'll have to save that for the next time that you are on the program. It's uh Aaron. Aaron Markham, thanks for being on. Next time, evidence that you were indeed uh, personally targeted. We got to take a break. Back after this.